yo, yo, yo. You listen to the Half Right Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Half Right Podcast. I am Lakia, one third of the broadcasting team. Max and Fonz are off doing whatever it is that they do. They did watch Crown Jewel, but I'm the one here with the predictions because I'm the one with the most time on my hands. So let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? So the show kicked off with Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Fonz had voted for Lesnar to win. Max and I voted for Lashley to win. Now, had I remembered that Lesnar and Lashley fought at Royal Rumble and Brock took the L because that's when Paul Heyman was supposedly on Brock's side and Roman came in and he's like, y'all just a pawn in my game. So I would have voted for Lesnar as well, but I completely forgot. So Lesnar ended up winning this one, but the finish was a little crazy. So Bobby came out the gate hot, wanting all the smoke. He attacked Brock before he even got into the ring. You know, he was very dominant and Brock doing what Brock does, sold what needed to be sold. Okay. And then there were spears, there were suplexes. We got the action that we wanted. I feel like the match was going so good, but then it just kind of came to a halt a little bit when Bobby put Brock into that hurt lock. And then the finish was Brock falling on Bobby, Bobby's shoulders being on the mat, one, two, three, pin match over. It was a little wonky for me. I felt like the match was going so good. We were getting the power from both of them. It was a slugfest as I wanted and expected. But that finish was a no. It's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me. But we are going to get round three out of them for sure. Will it be at the Royal Rumble to bring everything full circle? Or will we get Mania and Hollywood match? Brock Lashley round three. Hmm. That's left to be decided. Up next after that was the newest match added to the card, which was Asuka and Alexa Bliss versus the team of EO Sky and Dakota Kai Damage Control. Um, Asuka and Alexa won the tag team titles on Raw that, you know, this past Monday. But my issue was that if they were going to put the titles back on Damage Control, right, right, why take it off of them in the first place? This is one of those matches that didn't need to happen on Raw. They didn't need to really add another filler match to the card. They already had a solid seven matches on this card, but I think they also just wanted to have another women's match because the only other one was the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca versus Bailey. So that could be another reason why they just put this match together and they gave them the titles on Raw. I don't know. I understand, like, I saw comments on Twitter about, like, the titles going back and forth, if it makes sense. To me, this doesn't really make sense because if you have Bailey going up for the title and then for how the match to have turned out with Bianca, for her to lose, it's like, did you put the titles back on Damage Control for this feud to continue? Was Damage Control supposed to get all the gold? Because it kind of seemed like a reset button, like, okay, we're going to let Damage Control take over and move forward with the gold. And then, you know, Asuka... And Alexa could be by Bianca's side trying to get their titles back. We could do that. That that makes sense. But that's not what happened. So Damage Control got their titles back. But I don't know what's with Bailey not having a title and what they're doing with that. I kind of spoiled what happened in that match. We'll talk more about it in a little bit. But Asuka and Alexa Bliss were dethroned after a week, less than a week of having the titles, Damage Control, uh, EO Sky, and Dakota Kai are the new women's tag team champs. Then next up, we had Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross with Scarlett, of, Cro- of course, in a steel cage match. Now, 
we all voted unanimously that Drew McIntyre was going to win this match because he had lost to Karrion before in that strap match at Extreme Rules. I will say that this match was far better than the strap match. Uh, the numbers game was kind of working against Drew, especially when Scarlett sprayed him in the face again. It's something about that. She likes spraying whatever, whether it's hairspray, mace, what have you. She she is riding for her man. She's riding for her husband, y'all. She's going to do what she needs to do for him to get that dub. But unfortunately... All those distractions did not work in their favor. Drew McIntyre picked up the win, hitting, climbing out of the cage and hitting the ground before Karrion Cross did. So will we get another match with these guys? I'm hoping not. I'm kind of over this feud. I'm good. I'm good on this one, but we'll have to wait and see. Then we had the OC versus Judgment Day. Now, Max was the only one to root for Judgment Day in this one. So the OC, the team of AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. I was thinking that the OC, as well as Fonz, was going to win because Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows just came back. Then you have the Judgment Day team with Finn Balor, Damian Kreese, Dominic Mysterio, and of course... The hook, line, and sinker, Rhea Ripley, who's out here fighting the girls and the guys. She don't care. She wants all the smoke anytime, any place, anywhere. She's ready and here for it. So that's how Judgment Day picked up the win because Rhea had to come and get a be a distraction. And as Michael Cole says, someone needs to be her ass. And I'm still waiting to see who that's going to be. So thank you, Cole, for saying what I have been thinking. I don't know who they're going to get to equalize Rhea. Even though women and men have fought in the past before, but I think they need to get someone strong to go up against her. And I don't know who that could possibly be to team up with the OC. Rumor has it that Raquel Rodriguez could fill that spot to go up against her. Time will tell, but they definitely need an equalizer. Anybody, any faction, any trio trying to go up against Judgment Day, y'all going to need somebody to to get Rhea. Y'all going to need somebody. So just keep that in mind. Then there was Omos versus Braun Strowman. Fonz was the only one to go with Omos. Uh, Max and I versus vote. Ver, uh, Max and I both voted for Braun Strowman. He's just returning. Omos, per, um, he impressed me in this match. We're so used to seeing him in squash matches. I was not entertained by his feud with Bobby Lashley at all, if I'm being completely honest. So Omos uh, doing what he needed to do in the ring. I feel like this match kind of in comparison to the Lesnar and Lashley match, as far as like the finish being a little wonky, it's like you have these guys being so dominant and then the finisher in the ending of the match just falls short. So for me, it fell short. Uh, but Braun, he picked up the win there. Then we had the Usos, Jimmy and Jay versus the Brawling Brutes, the team of Ridge Holland and Butch for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship. We know that the Usos are on the road to breaking the New Day's record as of next Saturday. If they beat the New Day on Friday Night Smackdown, they will have superseded their record and they will be the new longest reigning tag team champs of all time. I've said this before. If anybody should take over the New Day's record, it should be the Usos. They have been putting in the time and the effort and the work. We were all unanimous here on our broadcasting team in voting for the Usos. Nothing against the Brawling Brutes because it was a great match. Great match. Uh, sometimes I feel like these tag team matches can be a little lackluster, but this was a great, great match. And I love the finisher, how um, Jay, who supposedly, allegedly, apparently fighting a wrist injury, but his shirt was like off and it's like wrapped around his ankles and then he hits a... Uh, butch with the super kick and then they do like this 3d power bomb type of thing and then they get the pin so really happy with how that match turned out happy that it was just a clean match overall nobody from the bloodline came out 
And that's that. Then there was Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the Raw Women's Championship in a last woman standing match. Now, this one, I was also surprised that there was no interference. We know that Bianca Belair, as I already mentioned, is riding with Asuka and Alexa Bliss. They all had coordinating gear, by the way. Shout out to the girls. Damage Control definitely looked like some race car drivers with their gear. Uh, Max is the only one that voted for Bailey which would have made sense with damage control retaining the titles, but that's not the outcome that we got. Uh, Bianca Belair retained. And I saw something interesting on TikTok, this guy saying that Bianca's kind of booked like an underdog, kind of how they book Cena. It's like when you win and you're as powerful as you are and you keep picking up all these wins, you're not an underdog. You're not an underdog at all. Bianca is not the underdog in any of these matches. She's definitely the face of it all. And it's interesting that she has now taken out three of the four horsewomen, the four horsewomen being Bailey, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch and Charlotte. So could she go against Charlotte? Um, Sure. I could see a feud starting with that. But having her hold the title all the way to Mania to then beat Charlotte after Charlotte's been on a hiatus, I don't see that happening. I could see it being a matter of how Becky pinned her at SummerSlam, not maybe as fast, but Charlotte picking up the win and then them having a feud and then Bianca's the underdog again trying to get her title back for a third reign. But This match was long, but it was entertaining. It had some very, very good spots. The one where they were on that golf cart and Bianca used her hair to fling um, Becky, to fling Bailey. Bailey was supposed to go through the table there, but she didn't. And then Bianca powerbombed her. But I like the spot where she was trapped in between the ladder. I really think that she could have got out. But it was just like, all right, we gonna end this. They sh- Bianca should have like had her a little bit tighter in there to make it a little more believable because it did look like it was a wedge. I've never been trapped in between the ladder, so who am I to say that she could have got out? Who who am I? But a mere spectator. So Bianca uh, did retain the title, and I've been holding out hope on Sasha and Naomi coming back. They were added to the intro, the then now forever that they have in the beginning Sasha's there Naomi's there Sasha has been trolling on social media on whether or not she's going she has this new journey that she's going on and something she's been waiting for for the past six months I would love for them to come back to the WWE in some capacity I don't like the way that they left things I know that they don't like the way that they left things but sometimes you just have to step away and defend yourself and stand up for what it is that you believe in and where you want your career to go that direction and trajectory trajectory which they have they've been living their best lives I mean they have been having the time of their lives it's been great to see Naomi outside of the ring uh on the catwalk they've been doing fashion week we know Sasha does the whole Star Wars saga and I'm just ready for them to get back in the ring because I don't want it to be a sour note that they left on because they're both extremely talented uh we had of course Sasha with all that she did, especially during the pandemic era with Bailey, then Naomi, what she was doing with Sonya, and it's like it kind of fizzled out. And then it's like they become a tag team again, which takes us back to Team Bad when Sasha first came up to the main roster from NXT, the two of them being with uh, Tamina. So having them back together just made sense. It's the tag team div- division, I still think it needs some work. And the women's division in general. I know Triple H is bringing back people, but it's like the people he's bringing back is like, eh, it's it's all very mediocre. And that's not to say that the women aren't talented. I still think that they just have a lot of tweaking and work to do to make it look even stronger and better than it's ever been. So hopefully Sasha and Naomi eventually do return. 
because the division the division could use them then there was the main event dun 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 Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship match. This was Logan Paul's third WWE match. He debuted at WrestleMania, teaming with The Miz to fight the Mysterios. Then he went against The Miz at SummerSlam. And now here he is at Crown Jewel fighting the the head of the table, the Tribal Chief, God Mode himself, Roman Reigns. Roman is celebrating 10 years on the main roster, 12 years in WWE. He's had a two-year reign. He's a Grand Slam champ. He's done all that you can do in WWE. How could someone like Logan Paul possibly, in any way, shape, or form, take him out? And he did not. Uh, Logan Paul is a great talent in the ring. I'm not going to go as far as to say that I am a fan of Logan Paul in the ring, but after seeing his first two matches, I knew that this one was going to be entertaining, if nothing else. He came out to the ring by himself. Roman came out to the ring with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman was just chilling. No, he won't do nothing. But then, of course, Roman, similar to Brock, having to sell um, what they need to sell in the match. Roman was out here talking shit per usual, being his gangster self as usual his cocky self and logan not backing down whatsoever logan ended up getting the upper hand in certain spots and then of course that's when the usos came out then the usos started fighting two of the guys from logan's impulsive podcast show then jake paul ends up coming out he had entrance music and everything he ends up coming knocking out i'm gonna say he knocked down he didn't knock out jimmy and jay because to me if you're gonna be knocked out like you're not gonna get up and be ready for another round like you down bro you down so he ended up knocking both of them down and then uh they were about to jump him because Solo came out. Baby Umaga, as I like to call him. He came out and he was ready to get all the smoke with Jake. Like, what you want to do? Then, you know, the referees and everybody came in because what Jake was not going to do was try to punch some, to punch uh, Solo because, mm-mm, mm-mm, we not doing that. Solo's the G. He's more G than his big brothers. Like, he he is like, I'm going to just knock you out. And, like, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not saying, like, I'm not, no. Like, mm-mm. You disrespect my family. You're just going to get punched in the face. Like, that's just what it is. So are they possibly setting up a Jake Paul versus Solo match? I would hope not. But, yeah, they gave the boy entrance music and everything. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I don't know where they're going to do it, how they're going to do it. But I wouldn't be surprised if that happened down the line. So then Logan ends up jumping out of the ring because the Usos and Solo were about to jump Jake. And Logan was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all not going to jump my bro. So then he jumps out. Logan has these, like, the way that he can just fly. He, like, his frog splash, him jumping over the ropes. I mean, clear and clean. He really is agile in the ring. But then he gets back in the ring. Roman hits him with a Superman punch and then a spear. One, two, three, match over. Then at the end of the match, you know, Roman's holding his jaw. Then he starts screaming like, oh, you can't beat me. Take your ass back to YouTube. Still holding his jaw. So Roman, even to the end, even to the end, still selling the match. But it was definitely very entertaining so eight matches in total i had five predictions right five out of eight's not bad right not not too shabby not too shabby my favorite match oh bray wyatt came out too let me not ignore that bray wyatt came out too 
uh he's talking about how he wants to rewrite his ending is he the fiend is he not the fiend what's going on with Wyatt Six still so many questions there that's a conversation for another day because we don't know what's going on with Bray uh my favorite match of the show hmm the ending was really really good but I'm gonna give it to Usos versus the Brawling Brutes uh I think the tag the title matches on the card were solid in general even the women's tag team match all the title matches were super solid they were entertaining they were what they needed to be they were not lackluster in any way regardless of whether you like the finish or not those were all solid matches uh my least favorite would be the ending to the lesnar versus lashley match like i really hated how that ended so for that that is my least favorite match because even knowing that brock was more than likely going to win, even though I voted for Lashley to even out that one and one score, they could have had a better ending, a more clean finish there. So I'm going to give that one um my least favorite match. And then my favorite match, I'm going to give it to the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes because I love how there was no interference. I love how we really got to see how the Usos get busy in the ring. They It was just a great match from top to bottom. And then um I guess in third place would be Roman in third place my other favorite I did enjoy the Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul match but again my least favorite was Lesnar versus Lashley because of that finish and my favorite was the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes but that is it for the Crown Jewel results show courtesy of the Half Ride podcast tune in next week to the recap show Again, you are now tuned in with Lakia, one third of the broadcasting team. Max and Fonz will reappear when they do. But thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next one. Stay tuned to the Half Right Podcast.